What is up, people? Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Imperial Broadcast. I'm your host, Shamari Stewart, joined, as always, by my co-host, Kendall Stewart. Kendall, what is up? Yeah, um, it's, been, uh, it's been a little bit since we did our last podcast, uh, the Imperial Broadcast, uh, of the Imperial Broadcast, but we've had um, a lot of stuff happening. You know, obviously, that kind of mm-hmm. seemed like it was a bit of a uh, would have been a bit of a distraction to even do something like this. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. wasn't the best time, you know, socially to probably be doing a Star Wars podcast. But you know, things have somewhat died down a little bit. So you know, uh, and mm-hmm. since then we've had a lot of news since the last time we've done our podcast. Um, some casting stuff, some potential, uh, or rather, not casting stuff, but more so characters. Uh, whether, yes. whether where we'll see certain characters, how we'll see certain characters featured, uh, some future Star Wars projects, and we got a new game announced. A new yes. Star Wars game uh, has been announced. Uh, is it Project Maverick? The thing we've been talking about from EA for a while. We're not really sure. I guess we'll discuss that. But uh, yes, a new Star Wars game has been announced, and we should get even more details about it next week. But we'll give you the rundown on that. Um, yes. And Shmari's got you know his. Uh, <coughs> Is you know weekly, monthly, you know rundown of the comics. You know, mm-hmm. yet we haven't done that in a while. So Shamari's started to catch up in some of these comics and some of these stories. So he'll uh, give you a breakdown of what he's been reading, including the uh, the Darth Vader comic, which I spoil mm-hmm. spoils for Shamari. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you listen to our last podcast, yeah. you know, I'll spoil for me already. <laughs> which it's all good. It's all cool, man. I, I guess what he is, <laughs> right. what Kendall had said already. I figured that's what it was. But, um, but yeah, it was spoiled, but that's all right. Um, I do want to give a very brief, quick shout out to John Boyega, who has been very, very much, very vocal with regards to the Black Lives Matter, uh, yeah. um, movement and protests and all that. And a shout out to John Boyega, uh, Samuel Jackson, uh, shout out to Williams. <laughs> <laughs> okay, come on. But you know, nah, but no, bro, yeah, shout, shout out to yeah. John Boyega, like he's been very, very vocal, yeah, especially um, out in London, you know, to, uh, yeah, out in London, uh, you know. Trying to almost be a, almost a leader. I'm not in London, but it, it seems like he's trying to yeah, he's be, a be one of the faces of the movement. You know, obviously, there's plenty of people in America, plenty yes. of athletes and celebrities that have been out there, you know, protesting with the people. But um, you know, in London, he's been one of the high, you know, arguably the most high profile guy out there. So yes, um, yes, that was very interesting to see. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, shout out to Lucasfilm for backing him as well, and not just you know firing him or distancing themselves from him or uh, anything like that. Though I don't know if they could even fire him because I don't know. Oh, yeah, I say they fired. Wow, <laughs> we're talking about looking bad in terms of the social. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the they social could've. landscape. Fire him because he went out <laughs> protesting. Yeah, no. I mean, well, yeah, I, just in terms of the things he was saying on social right, media. Right, right, right. Yeah, the Instagram video was certainly, very, you know. He had been very vulgar and whatnot. Right. And, right. I mean, that's not exactly what Disney wants to portray. But, um, you being you honest. Know, he was being honest. And, um, you know, and shout out to Lucasfilm for, for supporting him 100%. I think that was very commendable uh, of them to take that stance. Right, right. Um, you're saying fire him because he's out there protesting. No. So I was like, damn. No, I don't know if they could do that. <laughs> no, that would be that would be horrendous. That'd be a PR nightmare. That would be a 100% PR nightmare. That I don't know if Disney would be able to to live down. No. That would be a complete mess. Um, but yeah, so shout out to John Boyega for that. Um, you know, so we're fully in support. And anyone else in the Star Wars community, whether yeah, they're fans else. or. 
Uh, Everybody people else. that work for Lucasfilm, people that have been a part of the movie that, you know, have spoken up about these issues and have kind of represented uh, themselves either out there protesting uh, or just, you know, giving their support via other ways, via, via donations, via social media. Um, mm-hmm. It all helps, you know. Yeah, so, absolutely. Great yeah, shout out to people. all of them. 100%. Uh, but we're going to jump into these, some of these topics here. So the first topic is coming from Star Wars Newsnet, um, which uh, is a very, very good aggregator of Star Wars news. If you haven't heard of the website, I very much recommend you everyone going to StarWarsNewsNet.com. They gather all the news <laughs> regarding Star Wars that's out there. Um, sometimes they don't grab on some of the rumors, but I, I don't necessarily blame them for that because some of them seem so unfounded. Um but uh, in terms of official news, it's really all official news shows up on Star Wars Newsnet. So I definitely recommend everybody check that out. Check them out. They also have a podcast too, so you check that out as well. Um, but they actually have a scoop themselves from a source that they say that they have uh, that has um, details on Rosario Dawson's official look in The Mandalorian, which is uh, they got a lot of like very specific details. It's yeah, very surprising. I hope so. Yeah, so it's not just, oh, well, she'll be... Well, she's going to be orange. She's <laughs> gonna, wow. They're going to use CG or something. <laughs> it's like, no, they have very specific details on what she's going to look like. Um, they put a spoiler warning. I, I guess I'll put a very light spoiler warning. It's nothing that's going to ruin the story. Oh, yeah. You know, it's nothing <laughs> If you want to be gonna, shocked when you see the first trailer, what she looks like, or the first poster. Yeah, I guess, yeah. If you want to <laughs> be so totally shocked in how she looks like, when they show her first appear, then you may want to skip ahead 10 minutes or so. Right. But if otherwise, you know, if you've seen Ahsoka, we all know what Ahsoka looks like. You know, right. it's, it's, they're not saying anything outlandish that was going to, like, you know, be very confusing. So they're saying that Ahsoka is going to have the dark gray hood, hood look that she had at the end of the Star Wars Clone Wars Season 7. Right. Um, or so she it, won't. Uh, Rebels, right? No, they're saying she's gonna have to look from Clone Wars. Not, no, okay, not Rebels. So in Rebels, she looked more like, and they they put it. I think they put it very, very athlete. They said she had kind of a Gandalf the White, yeah, kind of look. Where yeah. she was, she was in a full white, garb, white yeah. garb, with her staff. Um, in this, they're saying no, it's gonna be gray, like how it was in the end of Clone Wars season seven. Right, right. Um, so I think that's pretty interesting to note. Uh, which, so, and especially since Rebels is the the end of Rebels is the last time we saw her in the timeline before the Mandalorian. So, I mean, it's interesting that she's going to be wearing gray in this in this uh, show. They also say she will be having a lightsaber and she will be using a lightsaber. So, and they're saying she's going to be using a blue lightsaber instead of her white lightsabers that we saw her use in Rebels, which is interesting. Um, so they're kind of speculating on whether that means she'll have her return to the Jedi way or something along those lines. So it's very interesting that that she'll be using blue lightsabers instead of the white lightsabers that she we had last seen her have in canon. Uh, but that and they also don't know if she'll have her second lightsaber because in the show and in Rebels she was using um, by the end of the show she was using two lightsabers at once. So they don't know if she'll be using two or one. They say she will be using a, at least a blue lightsaber in the show. And they also say she will have more than a brief cameo, which I believe was a rumor before as well, if I'm not mistaken, that she'll have like she'll have significant 
screen time. Uh, not like she won't be a recurring character, which is not what they're saying. Also, the, but they're saying that, yeah, yeah. But that they're saying she she isn't just gonna show up for a cam- a thirty second cameo. No, yeah, they're saying, yeah. Yeah, they're saying she's gonna be in the show, at least in one episode. You know, doing things that are significant. Um, so yeah, that's all the information that they have. But uh, I find all this very interesting. Uh, it's it does run counter to what I would have expected. I would have expected her to be more, appear more like what we saw at the end of Rebels. But uh, this is interesting as well. Uh, so, Kendall, do you have any, any particular thoughts on on their breakdown of Ahsoka's uh, looks? I mean, I'm interested. I mean, when you cast Rosario Dawson in general, I mean, look, Rosario Dawson, uh, like how old is Ahsoka going to be? I mean, obviously, age is weird, you know, she's an alien, so I guess yeah, theory, I don't know. You could be fooled about that, but, like, <laughs> but like, when is this taking place? How old is she going to be? Like, I mean, I guess if it's after episode six, like mm-hmm. The Mandalorian, then that'd be fine, you know, in terms of age. If it's before episode four, if it's in between then it may be a little tougher, I think, personally. So what do you mean, um, how old is she going to be? Like, I don't know. I mean... Because we know the Mandalorian is after episode six. Right, yeah. Like, we know that. Yeah. So I guess if you're doing a Soka show after that, like taking place after the Mandalorian around oh, the same okay. time... You're, so you're wondering when the, when when she how old she's going to be in her show. Yeah. Mm. Right. Because I I don't know for a while I always assumed I, I I don't know why I just assumed it'd be like before like it'd be in between before mm-hmm. two and before three and four. Oh wow, story. Uh, but she'd have to be younger, so that makes mm-hmm. me think that yes, the show will take place after episode six. Because mm. uh, Rosario Dawson isn't the youngest actress, you know. Like they could have, there are younger people that they could have casted if they were going for that vibe. But for the Mandalorian, it makes sense to go with someone like Rosario Dawson. So yeah. I mean, if they were going to continue on with the story of her and Sabine at the end of Rebels, yeah. then it would have to be after six, right? Right. She'd have to be. Yeah, she'd have to be uh, slightly older. Yeah. Um, so. So yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe it's not as inconsistent. As, so it's, it's always been something that I've kind of thought about. But um, in terms of the look, I mean, it it sounds it sounds about right. Um, the blue lightsaber. I mean, she had a blue lightsaber in Clone Wars, right? And then she gave it up. Um, At the end of Clone Wars or something like that? Uh, she, yeah. Yep. Yeah, she gave it up. So I don't know what the deal is with that. Uh, but again, if this is after episode six, then she's going to, I guess, give up her white lightsaber. I don't know. This is, the timeline is very confusing, you know? It's very <laughs> confusing. Um... But I guess we just have to look at it as a post-Rebel show. If that's the case, and they they have the autonomy to make a lot of changes. You know, they don't really have much of a canon to they have to follow because they just change things. Um, I mean, Filoni is is I'm sure going to be a central play a central part. Yeah, if not show running this, then he's going to play a central, an essential part. Yeah, in um, in this entire saga with her involved, so he he knows better than I do what what she should have, <laughs> what she should be doing, what she should be wearing. Yeah, if he if he were playing no part in this, then I'd be like, okay, they need to make sure that everything make sure lines that up, perfectly. everything lines up perfectly. You know, watch all the Clone Wars, watch all the Rebels. You know, know exactly what they're gonna do with this character. Um, 
this. But uh, but yeah, so I have I have faith that they'll make sure that everything lines up correctly and that there's no discrepancies. Um, yeah, either way, I'm interested to see how this plays out, and I feel like we're gonna have to need we're gonna need some kind of explanation as to why she's gonna look like this. Because I mean, we saw last time we saw her, she had white lightsabers. Um, so what happened to them? You know, like I feel like there's a lot of things that are gonna need to be explained eventually. So, you know, hopefully that gets done either in her show or I don't know, maybe another book. I mean, a lot of people like the other the Ahsoka novel. Is what the what are the odds that Anakin shows up in episode in in the Ahsoka show? Hayden Christensen. Oh, Hayden Christensen. I'd, I mean, I'd say that, I'd say they're, I'd say they're pretty low. Um, I'd say he probably had the best chance of showing up in Rise of Skywalker, and they dumped that. Fair enough. So I mean, if he ain't, if they would, they couldn't even put him in that. I don't think he's showing up in Ahsoka. Right. I, mean, I think that I think in terms of the, in terms of the him making them having the most sense, making the most sense for him to show up, either there or Last Jedi. Makes the most sense for Hayden Christensen to show up in some way, shape, or form. He was rumored to show up in both of those movies. Yeah. Uh, and he didn't show up at all. So, I mean, if they're that hesitant to put him in, I don't think they're going to put him in. I mean, look, Obi-Wan and Ahsoka also make sense from a story mm-hmm. perspective. Yeah. You know, I guess some they may have looked at it as maybe a forcing... forcing uh, I mean, I look. I think it would have made sense given the whole Skywalker theme of the of the sequel trilogy. But um, if maybe they felt, oh, maybe maybe it's just forcing forcing this character in here uh, with people he's not really connected to, then it may make more sense to 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 have him show up with an Obi Wan. The Obi Wan thing is gonna be kind of tough unless you do. I mean, you could do flashbacks, but I just feel like that seems like an unnecessary tall task. Um, but I think Ahsoka out of Force Ghost is the one that makes the most sense. Um, it just seems like, uh, I mean, Ahsoka, like, how big is the Ahsoka show going to be? It's going to be more of your kind of... It's going to be, I mean, like, the Mandalorian is huge. So, like, if the Mandalor- if Ahsoka's as big as the Mandalorian, then, yeah, he, he, I would certainly think that Hayden Christian will show up. But mm-hmm. I'm just not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure about that. You know, the man, part of the reason why the man wanted to blow up was Baby Yoda, so you only have so many Baby Yoda cards to play. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That's a good point. I, mean, I think Hayden Christensen showing up in Ahsoka would be a success. I think I think him showing up in really any of these things would be it. I think Disney's kind of, well, Lucasfilm, I say specifically, is kind of underestimating how epic that would be. Just because of the drawback, the blowback from the prequels, the drawback from the prequels, I think they're I think they're receiving more blowback or drawback now. And I'll get into this a little later for not being original and kind of for rehashing the same stuff. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. Um, I don't think Hayden Christensen is going to show up, but I do think it would be a benefit if he did. So the next topic we have has to do with Grand Admiral Thrawn, and this is something that we had talked about. Uh, on various podcasts um, previously. So there's a rumor going around now that Grand Admiral Thrawn will make a live-action appearance. We may have actually talked about this on our last show. Yes. Um, yes. Andy Signor had said that yes. uh, all these characters, Ezra and yes. Hera, and he mentioned Thrawn is another one they may be doing live-action. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it seemed like it kind of a kind of a wild scoop 
Yeah, that's that's a very um, valid scoop. From Phantom Wire back in the day. This was you know, a little over a month ago, I think. But seems like this is, uh, has been corroborated by uh, yep. Daniel RPK. So Daniel Rickman, Daniel RPK has um, has corroborated this as well. Yeah, I believe on his Patreon. Yes, and um, uh, so this is so that's been picked up on various different sites, and he's a known kind of insider. Uh, I wouldn't call him a leaker necessarily, but just a, just a, a scoop guy. Yeah, you know, gets a lot of scoops, um, a lot of interesting. He has a lot of good sources, a lot of stories, um, and a lot of stories are published as a result of those. So he's known for having good information. So. This is starting to gain a lot of traction, so people are really starting to believe that Grand Admiral Thrawn is next and will make a live-action appearance. I mean, they're doing a... And when it comes to me, I mean, they're doing a live-action Ahsoka. I feel like it, when once you start doing a live-action Ahsoka, you know, really, at that point, I mean, anything, anything is possible. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're doing a live-action Ahsoka TV show. I'm like, all right, I mean, at that point, like, you're, you're having Togruta's have their own live action show i mean sure you can do thrawn ewoks the animated series (laughs) you know really like i I mean i think you can have thrawn show up in something i don't think that's out of the question completely daniel rpk having this scoop to me timing to me is important because the thrawn being in anything live action has to coincide with there being a live action project for thrawn uh does that mean that that would mean that there is something out there that's either that we probably know about where Thrawn is going to appear? To me, that sounds like Thrawn might be in Ahsoka. Hmm. You know, I mean, you could put him in Mandalorian, I guess, but that'd be kind of off the beaten path. Um, I, I mean, I would imagine that that Ahsoka Tano would make the more sense for Thrawn, especially if you also put in Ezra, put in. To be in, like, it basically make it the Rebel sequel, quote-unquote, in a live-action format. Because that's what it would be at that point. Like, if you're having a Rosario Dawson play Ahsoka in Episode 6, or or after Episode 6 in The Mandalorian, uh, and The Rebels ends after episode, after episode 6, then having Rosario Dawson reprise her role in her own series where she leads the show would mean that it would essentially also be a Rebel sequel. So then, one, we would need no need for an animated version of that, um, unless it's a completely yeah. different story in the same timeline. And But two, it would make sense that um, that if you're going to have an Ahsoka Tano show like that, that you would also put characters like Ezra, Sabine, Thrawn. So that would be my guess. Long story short, I, my guess is that this means that Thrawn is going to be in the Ahsoka show. That the Ahsoka mm-hmm. show will be the Rebel sequel. That's me trying to connect the dots. It's definitely possible. I also think it's possible he shows up in The Mandalorian. Really? I do think that you know his type of character um, can be a kind of more, a kind of an even better Moff Gideon type character, where he's got all these Death Troopers and he's. Surrounding the Mandalorian, hunting down the Mandalorian. But wasn't he like taken out already? I don't think. It, well, I, I don't think Thrawn is dead. Well, he's not dead, but like, what happened to him? We don't know what happened to him. He's, he's kind of vanished. Yeah, you know, wasn't he trapped with like Ezra or something like that? I don't think so. 
trap well he was on the planet right and was it the bendu or someone was just going nuts right on the planet we didn't know if he was going to survive and it kind of we don't know what happened yeah to we him. don't know what happened to him i, I assume whenever that, they leave it like that i always assume they're alive yeah oh yeah I don't, I, yeah i don't think he's dead <laughs> but i just assumed he was like with ezra like i don't think like he's gonna go back to the empire and be like hey i'm back guys oh i see you know? okay <laughs> i feel like he's gonna be on his own kind of like maul uh, <laughs> what, what he's doing i don't know or that he has another scheme or something else. Right. Should be interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, we'll see. That's definitely something we'll we'll find out. It's, but either way, it'll be interesting to see. I hope we do get him live action. I think with the effects that we have now, um, nowadays, I think they could really, and with the right casting, I think you could really... You could make something very special and very striking. Thrawn has a very striking appearance. Um, it took a little while to grow on me in terms of live action. Thinking about it live action, I was like, oh, is that going to work? But with the effects they have now, I mean, I really think you could you could make something really incredible um, with that kind of character. Uh, but yeah, so moving on to our next topic. So we did get, as Kendall had alluded to earlier in the show, um, an announcement, which was first a leak, but now an official announcement that we are getting another Star Wars video game by EA. Uh, so the game is called Star Wars Squadrons. Um, it is uh, so it is another EA game. I'm not sure if it's another dice creation, uh, but it is another EA game. Uh, it seems to be centered around pilots. The few details that we have so far, and can I can well out well the the word now is that it is. Project Maverick, um, and that there is a story component. So there's a story story mode that takes about a couple hours to finish, but it's mostly multiplayer, um, multiplayer starfighter pilot action action type game. Um, which, just from what I'm seeing online in the field, a lot of people are not happy about, and it's not what they wanted. Um, and it's not necessarily what I wanted to. I, don't, I really don't think anyone was asking for this game. Now, I'm going to be very blunt and honest. I'm very excited for this game, regardless. The more new Star Wars games we get, the better. I was very excited for Battlefront 2. It was a pay-to-win kind of mess from the launch. So they botched that completely. Had they launched it the way that it is now, back then, I would have loved Battlefront 2. Um, but... I mean, they mess up the launch, and you mess up the launch, it kind of messes up. It kind of sours the whole game. So that's what it did for me. As long as EA doesn't just monetize the hell out of this game, then this is going to, I mean, I don't know. I think it could surprise a lot of people. I think it could be really good. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it seems like uh, for the people that kind of played the Rogue Squadron game or games that... Um, this is kind of going to be a sequel to that, almost a remaster of that, mm. uh, similar to what we had with the remaster of Battlefront. And, I mean, we don't really know until we get the trailer uh, next week and at EA Play, the initial gameplay of it. So, Oh, they confirmed that? Uh, that hasn't been confirmed, but oh, that okay. was the rumor was it's that the rumor. they were going to show I wouldn't be surprised at all. Of, uh, I, I kind of expect to see some kind of gameplay. Yeah, yeah. Rumor that Project Maverick, before they announced this, there was a rumor right. quite a little bit before that Project Maverick was going to be shown at EA Play. So right. it seems to kind of, the timeline seem to match up. But, um, yeah, no, I think that there's a, 
they, this seems like this could be an interesting project. Uh, people kind of been asking for these kind of these kind of uh, Star Wars games, so I'm, I'm excited. I'm not sure about the idea of the monetization of it because, I mean, I agree with you. Hopefully that doesn't happen. I'm, but I'm not necessarily as concerned because one, I feel like they got a little better at the end of Battlefront. I think because they 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 realized um, people were blasting them for that, so they started putting more free updates and stuff like that. Right. Um, and I don't know if there's going to be as many opportunities to monetize in this kind of game, but I could be wrong. They, <laughs> they found there's, there's ways to monetize, you know, a lot of, a lot of strange, strange ways, but. Especially multiplayer. Yeah. Once you throw in the multiplayer aspect, you know, All you skins and stuff, <laughs> you know, there's definitely ways that you can, you can find ways to make money, but yeah. Um, you know, there has been a little bit of a controversy because there are people out there they're upset that this seems to be another Rebels Empire. Another people, Rebels Empire. People boycotting, people putting out petitions yep. and putting out change.orgs to say we got to boycott this game until they add uh, more than one era. Tired of these one era EA games. It's been a big, uh, clearly a big concern for a lot of people. Um, and this game seems to not change that trend. Personally, if it's a great game, it's a great game. You know, whether or not it's a Star Wars skin, a Harry Potter skin. A Marvel skin. If it's a great game, I'll play it. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be none of those. It could be a completely original story. And if it's a great game, you know, I certainly consider playing it. So, um, I, I mean, the fact that a Star Wars in and of itself is still interesting if you're a Star Wars fan. Uh, but then at the same time, I do see people's concerns because then also you're never going to get a nice deal Republic or something like that if they yeah. just, just stick with Rebel Empire the whole time. It really limits what they can do. Yeah, it's so limiting. It just gets you upset because it makes you think of what could have been. But I have hope that they will add. I think they will add multiple eras. I'd be shocked if they didn't um, at this point because it would feel like they're going backwards in time. Because in Battlefront, it was just Rebels Empire. Then Battlefront 2, they added the other eras. And now in this game, they go back to just Rebels Empire. Like, I, I don't know. And especially since you had multiple eras of. Uh, well, actually, no. Did you have multiple? Well, you, I mean, you had multiple eras of. Of um, well, did you have multiple eras of Starfighters in Battlefront Two, or do you rather? Since the game still, oh uh, yeah, no, right, yeah, I'm not sure. You I'm know, not certain. Probably I didn't play that. the Starfighter. I mean, as you can all uh, see, I didn't play the Starfighter mode that much. Uh, I messed around with it a little bit, but I only play Empire, Rebels and Empire. But I, they, I mean, don't they have like? Didn't they have like Scarif or something like that? I mean, they have. Um, well, I mean, Scarif was in the Rebels Empire yeah, sure, era anyway. Yeah, I always weird because like, it's like right before, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. But like, I yeah, so I don't know. Honestly, I have no idea. I know they have Camino as a place, I believe, that you can that you can have the the Starfighter battles. But I don't know if you can fight with the Jedi Starfighters versus the um um I don't even know the the battle droids that are also like fighter like like uh, star fighters themselves right. so i don't know like i guess i think they're called like the vulture droids or something um but yeah i don't know it's uh, i but i expect that they will have that option uh in the game i'd be shocked if they did no yeah they're, they're, i think it would be very limiting it's hard to make money <laughs> I mean, again if they're worried about making money like it's hard to make money with no yeah with no content yeah with no content no yeah. character i mean no it's just things, that, like if it's just rebels empire that's very rep- very repetitive if it's just the same, 
thing. At the very least, we'll get resistance for sword. Yeah. At the very least. At the very least, yeah. It's not just gonna be Rebel Empire. I'd be I'd be very surprised if it was just Rebel Empire. Um, but either way, I'm looking forward to the game. I'm hopeful that EA doesn't doesn't learn their lesson with Fallen Order and how successful that was. It knows that people are going to pay money for a quality game that does not try to exploit them for more for more money. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and we'll have more news next week as well when we get that gameplay from the EA Play uh, conference. All right, so moving on to the next topic. Uh, there will be a Star Wars from a certain point of view sequel. So if you remember the Star the Star Wars novel, Star Wars from a certain point of view was a collection of short stories that took place during the events of A New Hope. So it was told from the perspective of various different minor characters in the book. So there was a short story, for example, about one of the droids um, on uh, Tatooine that Luke was looking at that had the bad motivator and they were like talking to all the other droids and it was a very kind of fun little story but they had all kinds of different stories like that they had one with obi-wan on tatooine he was actually talking to qui-gon uh, qui-gon jinn they had a lot of really interesting short stories in this book some were more comical some were just outright ridiculous for various reasons but still very entertaining and others were very deep and others were just full-on action-packed. Like, they had ones towards the end of the book where it was during the final fight, told from the perspective of the other rebel fighters, like, trying to attack the Death Star. Like, it was, it was really good. I was very impressed. I think all the authors did a great job. I don't, I don't remember one story where I was like, oh, that was whack. I don't remember one. Not one. So I was extremely impressed. You could tell it was kind of a love letter to Star Wars just in general. It was really, really, really well done. I had I had very low expectations going into that book, and I was very, very impressed. So this Star Wars from a certain point of view sequel is taking place during the Empire Strikes Back. So this is going to be the same thing, a collection of different short stories told from different perspectives of different characters in the Empire Strikes Back. This is going to be extremely fun as well. Uh, I'm certain we're going to get a Lando story. You know, we're going to get different, all kinds of different Han stories, different Hoth stories, I'm sure. It's probably going to start on Hoth. Different, probably some rebel people on Hoth talking yeah. about how cold it is, how horrible it is. Uh, so it's it's going to be, it's going to be good. This is going to be a really, really good, um, uh, this is going to be a really good book. And they announced it, obviously, to uh, celebrate the, uh, is it the 40th, the 30th or 40th anniversary of The Empire Strikes Back? Um, yeah, right. yeah, I think it's the 40th anniversary. The Empire Strikes Back, the release. Um, so that's why they announced this book, and um, it's not going to come out this year. But it is there's no there were there I don't believe so. There was no release date announced, so I don't think it's coming out this year. Uh, but it should be coming out soon. Um, so I will keep a lookout for that. Uh, Kendall, do you have any thoughts or any any feelings about this this news at all? Yeah, I mean <laughs> they they're gonna. Uh... I'm sure they're going to announce it at a uh, Star Wars Celebration. Oh, oh wait. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, yeah I, can't I can't believe they still haven't canceled that thing, man. Nope. That's the only joke. They were like, uh, they're like it's, it's the year 2030, and Star Wars, Lucas Oil officially canceled Star Wars Celebration for 2020. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I don't I don't know if we're getting Celebration. Uh, that's, that's, well, I know we're not getting Celebration. But, oh, wow. um, 
you know, whether or not it's something virtual or something, I mean, that I, I can't answer, but we're not getting it. It's virtual, I'm taking part. Yeah. Kind of like uh, Comic-Con is virtual. Yeah. Um, I think that would make sense for a lot of people. Uh, which I'm sure we'll be getting that news. A lot, there was a word that we might be getting that news this week and that never came out. So I'm sure we'll be getting that news in the next couple of weeks because eventually you have to give people time to cancel reservations and stuff. People that already have it, mm-hmm. and give give time for refunds and stuff. So, but yeah, no, this this uh, seems like it could be an interesting story um, or yeah. an interesting batch of stories. So I'm uh, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, I'm very very excited, and. Um, and yeah, I agree. They should give 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 people back their money and give notice. Give notice for celebration. I don't think they could have celebration. Uh, it's in August. It's not even like it's in November, or December. You know, so they definitely have to make sure people have time um, and are and are prepared. And I'm sure they're preparing themselves now, honestly, for the event to not happen. But just give people notice so they can cancel flights and make new plans or whatever they have to do. But um, but yeah, either way, I'm very excited about this book, and we'll be giving you more news on that as well as uh, further things come out about that. So I did want to briefly talk about some of these Star Wars comics, as Kendall had mentioned earlier as well. I have been trying to catch up slowly but surely. I've been very busy, <laughs> as we all as we've all been very busy, I'm sure, uh, these past few weeks. Um, but I have been trying to catch up somewhat in these Star Wars comics. I'm still behind, but. I am making progress. Um, so I did get through the second issue of Darth Vader, uh, which was very good. Um, so they did reveal that Sabe, and these are it's spoilers, of course, you know, if you don't know already. I, you know, the spoilers for every every book review, every comic review, I always do go into spoilers. Um, unless it was just that fantastic that I just want you to read it if you haven't, but I am going to go into spoilers. So they did reveal that that when Vader saw what he believed was Padme, it actually was Sabe who was, um, who was Padme's handmaiden who served as her body double in Queen Shadow, um, and I thought that was really and they even and the droid even re- calls her the Queen Shadow, yeah, which is re- a really cool kind of nod and callback to people. And she that was in uh, Phantom Menace, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and. Which is funny because in that movie she's like it's not like she is, she's literally Natalie Portman so it's a little <laughs> bit of like really Vader you can't tell that's that's not uh, Padme like she's not wearing any makeup or anything <laughs> yeah you know, it's not literally Natalie Portman but whatever yeah um but yeah so she is um and they kind of retcon that they made it they made her out to be like a literal twin right right um <laughs> but yeah I mean. The how that how this story was written by Greg Pak, yeah. Kendall's showing me a picture now. I mean, it's it's clear. Oh uh, yeah, does she look like Natalie Portman? Sure. I mean, sure. In the makeup, she looks like Natalie Portman, but but like he literally, like literally, you think that's Padme? I don't know. <laughs> what Padme? I'm like, come on, <laughs> I know it's been a long time. You know, I know it's been a while. I know you know you've been. You, you know, you've been under that hood for a long time, under that helmet for a long time, but damn. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But, so in the, but in the story purposes. In the, for the story's purposes, it works. <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not questioning it. It's not another, you know, Rex was on Endor situation. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's just, no, that's impossible, Filoni, stop it. You know, it's not like that. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, this the way this was written by Greg Pak, I thought it was fantastic. I think he's doing a wonderful job with the story so far. Um, I'm very much invested in the story. I think that, especially after having read Queen Shadow, which I thought was going to have no bearing on any other part of the Star Wars universe, comics, games, movies, shows, anything. I thought it was, just, I thought that was just a one-off. That ain't going to reference anything else. Ain't going to be referenced in anything else. And going lo and behold, Sabe's here in, um, in uh, the Vader comic. So I thought that was a really, really. I thought I thought it was really cool of them to kind of all these, you know, novelists and comic book writers and, and story group people to be working together to kind of fat create this universe and have those callbacks. It's really cool. As a fan of the content, it's really, really cool and really well done, and it's very much appreciated uh, by me. I think is and Greg Pak again. Hats off to him. I think he's doing a great job with this story so far. I mean, Vader and he has his little ex, his little like uh, archive droid um, that's helping him. He's trying to, you know, find who is, quote-unquote, responsible for hiding Luke. And he's kind of trying to coax Sabe into helping him. It's it's really it's really good so far. And it's, very, it's a very personal story. And I'm, I'm digging it. So I'm definitely a fan. I'm also catching up in Star Wars as well by Charles Soule. I'm, st I'm still behind in both of them. But, <laughs> but I am trying to catch up. Uh, so I got through the fourth issue of Star Wars. And Charles Soule is knocking it out of the park. He's got. He's writing Lando wonderfully, which he wrote the Lando story before. He writes Lando fantastic, fantastically. So I'm just no wonder they're giving him this job. And um, they and he's doing a good job with Luke and Vader, um, and um, uh, and Leia as well. And so they're adding all these new things to canon, which between Empire and Jedi, you have there's that kind of it's kind of a gap where you can almost do anything you want. I mean, Luke pretty much knows he studied under Yoda. So he knows how to use a lightsaber. He fought Darth Vader. And he's going to learn how to become a Jedi. So he can fight anybody at this. Well, I, maybe not anybody. But he's going to learn how to become a Jedi Master. Right. So, I mean, he can go into all kinds of different fights and go all the kind of different conflicts. And I felt like between the, in, when they were doing the Star Wars run between four and five, I felt like they were somewhat limited because they're so young and they're so early on in this journey that. You know, some of this stuff seems a little far-fetched. And some of the stories did get kind of crazy in in that run. I'm not going to lie. But in this run, I expect them to go full tilt. I expect them to completely go all in. And, um, you know, so far, it's it's been I've been very satisfied. Lando went back to Bespin to get Lobot, which I was very happy to see Lobot again, uh, which is that... that um, the bald-headed white guy with all the med the the implants right. on his head. That was kind of like Lando's right-hand man. Um, so he went back. He's like, I left him. I had to go get him. And Leia went back to see how the carbonite chambers worked. And she ended up actually getting frozen in carbonite. So I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, they were able to get her, get her out. But it was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just glad they're adding all these very interesting things into the canon. And I just think it's really cool. Um, Kendall, did you have anything to say about any of this, any of the Darth Vader store stuff or the Star Wars stuff at all? Um, well, one thing I was going to say was I didn't realize that uh, Akira Knightley was the one that played Sabe 
in uh yeah i did i did know that yeah yeah and much call it phantom Man, so yeah vader can't tell the difference between natalie portman and kira knightley <laughs> yeah good for him <laughs> but um yeah no the vader stuff i had i had mentioned that last week or last time we talked about the last time we had our show um and you know i had been reading about i had been i'd been reading about this before because it was, it's an interesting story you know, I mean, you read Padme's back, and you're like, all right, so how are they going to explain this way? <laughs> so I read about it, and I was like, all right, this is, I mean, a little bit of a stretch, but, I mean, interesting story nonetheless, nonetheless. But um, overall, uh, you know, it seems like uh, it was cool to see the callbacks to uh, Padme and uh, Padme and Anakin and stuff like that. Um, one day I hope they'll do, like, a, like a what-if I mean, I know Marvel doing that. I hope they do, like, a what if, like, Vader didn't turn, you know, what would happen. We will see you guys next time. Peace. Yeah, that sounds like that would be a, uh, sounds like that'd be a cool idea. Um, well, I don't know how, you know, they feel in terms of kind of some of the George Lucas stuff and whether or not doing a whole new what if of what, uh, what his stories would have been like, you know, whether or not how he'd feel about that. But, that was talked to him before, so. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, ultimately I thought that was a cool story. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I did just want to briefly just mention, I am reading Queen's Peril. So far, it is exceeding my expectations. Um, so I am very much enjoying the book. It actually is a prequel to The Phantom Menace. Um, so, I mean, you've got Padme. She just elected as Queen of Naboo. So she is having to get used to that role. She's meeting the Captain Panaka. She's meeting her new handmaidens. Um, you know, they even bring in Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. Mention that Qui-Gon's asking Obi-Wan all these questions about politics and, and, and Naboo and, and stuff like that. And he's kind of bored. He's like, why am I even bothering with this? What are, but he's also skeptical, saying, you know, I know Qui-Gon's going to get into some kind of mess. <laughs> um, but it's really good. It's exceeding my expectations. Of course, Palpatine's involved because he's from Naboo. So it's, it's very good. I... I, I'd say I'm. It's a very. It's short. I would say I'm about a third of the way through so far, but I'm liking it a lot. I'm very impressed so far. Um, so I should have that review within the next few weeks. I may have it done uh, by the next show, depending on how far I'm able to get. Um, but yeah, so keep an eye out for that. And lastly, uh, me and Kendall did want to briefly review this new show. I believe it's Star Wars. <laughs> new Jedi. Star Wars show. What? <laughs> I believe it's Star Wars Jedi Temple Challenge. Yes. Um, so it's uh, hosted by Ama Best. Yes. And um, he Former, is... Former uh, Jar Jar Binks. A.K.A. Jar Jar Binks. Darth Jar Jar. Yeah, Darth Jar Jar himself. And um, he's actually playing a Jedi Master in the show. Yes. And it's like a legend... If you watch Nickelodeon growing up, it's like Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah. Or if you're familiar with that show, it's like a game show, athletics game show, guts, whatever you want to call it. Right. It's like an athletics game show for kids. Right. Um, where they have to collect all these hidden kind of items and yeah. runes and treasures and craft a lightsaber right. and all this stuff to see if they're able they're to. They're all Padawans and trying to become Jedi. Yeah, they're trying to become Jedi Knights. This is part of their path to becoming Jedi Knights. I mean, I think Ahmed Best does a good job in the show. Yeah, you know, he's playing a character and he. He's playing a character, Jedi Master. I think he's doing a fine job. I think the show itself, 
look, one thing I say about this show is def is a hundred thousand percent for kids. I mean, smaller kids, not kids that are like fifteen. I'm talking kids that are like nine, eight, nine, yeah, ten, eleven max. Yeah, you know, that'd you be know. Cool. it's a cool competition show for them. You know, yeah. if you like competition. Just you know, just like I was a big fan of the the blue barracudas and the yes. the green monkeys and the silver snakes, silver Can't snakes, silver snakes. You know, like <laughs> like that's it's for someone like that. You know, can I? I don't know if I could really go back and rewatch Legend of the Hidden Temple outside of right. like some nostalgia stuff. Like, probably wouldn't age well, right? For me. So anybody that doesn't like this, somebody that wouldn't like any of those shows now. Yeah. Um, but as a kid, oh yeah, I would have, I would have ate this stuff up. Just like, yeah, just like we watched. Yeah, I used to watch. I've seen almost every episode of Legend of the Hidden Temple. It's something you watch every yeah. morning. You know, I watch a more rerun, but even then, it was still great. Um, yeah, exactly. But this show was supposed to air initially on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the report initially, and it seems like and it's been moved. It was to YouTube. moved to YouTube. Star All Wars places. Kids YouTube play uh, channel makes you wonder why they came to that decision. Um, some people I, actually yeah, I wonder them. that too. Some people feel like it actually should have just been on Disney Plus. Yeah, I, I'm one of those people. I don't know why this is on YouTube. I feel like you're burning it, um, right. putting it on YouTube. Did not do well in terms of views. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it yep. got like you know in the first day it got like thirty thousand views, which I mean isn't, it's not bad. I mean, I, <laughs> it's really better our YouTube channel right now. <laughs> uh, thirty thousand views, but. Um, for Star Star Wars television series, you should be getting more than those types of eyeballs, you would think. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I don't know how many people are on Star Wars Kids. Right. So, I mean, I think putting it on Star Wars Kids is kind of burying it. Which maybe they're cool with. I don't know. I, it's not my money. <laughs> maybe they're maybe they're like, look, we'll just put something out for some of the kids that follow our YouTube channel. Something fun for them to see. I feel like this would have been better served on Disney Plus. It would have given them more Star Wars content on Disney Plus, which I think they sorely need. And it would have given just a fun show for kids who have Disney Plus and want to see Star Wars stuff and want newer stuff. I think it would have been cool on there. But um, the show itself, I think it's fine. I think I think it's good. I think it's a good show. It's not fantastic. I was blown away. It's made you know it was made for little kids. So as for a kids show, do I think it was good? Yeah. If I had a kid, I'd be I'd be saying, "Hey, watch some Star Wars Jedi Temple. Watch the Jedi Temple challenge." You know, you know, yeah. like, you know, it's a fine show. It's a fun show. I think it's. I think I'm glad that that it was made. I think Ahmed Best is doing a very good job. Um, and you know, if you're out there, if you're if you have kids and you're wondering, you know, what Star Wars content to get them into, um, first of all, I'd recommend a lot of the kind of young adult and children's uh, Star Wars books out there. They're very well. They're very well done. Um, um, and, uh, I also would recommend this show. I think it's very cool. I think it's a very cool concept. So, um, so yeah, just something to throw out there, uh, to end the show, but that will do it for this, uh, episode of the Imperial Broadcast. Thank you all so much for listening. We do appreciate, uh, all of you out there checking out our show. Um, you should check out more of our stuff on the New Generation Podcast Network. We have shows on Star, shows on, uh, well, Star Wars, obviously, but we have shows on Marvel. And uh, DC and superheroes, our Hero Talk podcast. We have shows on sports if you're a sports fan. Um, so we've got a lot of other content, and you can check out our YouTube channel as well, New Generation Media. So um, do check us out on all the different podcasts, platforms. We're on pretty much everything. 
So, <laughs> so just search New Generation Podcast Network and you'll find us. Um, that'll do it for this show. I'm your host, Shamari, joined by Kendall, and we will see you guys next time. Peace.